We are back with episode, fuck, is this four? Is this three? Four. Is this five? Four. Listen, four, uh, back with episode four of Bachelor with Bros. Um, we're back with our two guests for episode two, I believe. We've got Rudy and we've got Kevin Blythe. What's up, guys? How we doing? Gentlemen, how are we? What's up, everybody? Always a pleasure. Love it, love it. Um... I'm starting to get, I, I told the guys earlier before we started, I, I'm going to try to get in the habit of just rambling about some random shit and try, just see how people are feeling about life updates or random shit that's going on and, you know, just get a feel before we break down into the episode. So um, I, I heard through the grapevine, Kevin, um, a, co- a couple of birdies told me that you're having a pizza night tomorrow. You may have some special guests, maybe, maybe a crush is going to be there as well. Is that is that correct? Uh, yes, Brian, you are correct in that I am hosting Make Your Own Pizza Night tomorrow. My crush will be there. However, my crush is also an active listener of this podcast, and she's actually probably listening to this tonight, so you just made things extremely uncomfortable for me, listen, Brian. Listen, listen, <laughs> we haven't disclosed any names, um, so, you know, maybe she, she won't know, you know? Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean I didn't mean to set you up like that. But uh, I guess guess that's the spot we're in at this point. Uh, anything going on with you, my guy, Rudy? Nothing too much. Uh, holding holding down the fort here. Uh, excited to talk about this episode. I feel like it's a lot to debrief. A lot of uh, external stuff going on too uh, in the world, in the bachelor world, in the real world. And then I'm sure we're gonna attack it all. Dude, hey, listen. We got it. We're going to get through it. And if you think I'll fucking rush you guys at the end, it'll be like that. It'll be one of those things. Um, all right. So I was thinking we would start with kind of Bachelor outside of this episode, Bachelor Nation talk overall. So at the beginning of this episode or at the beginning of this week um, or even kind of end of last week, there was basically some Instagram posts coming from Dale and coming from Claire, if you guys don't know. Claire was the bachelorette from last season who basically saw Dale and was like, I'm a married that dude and just left mid season. So they, everyone thought they were in there happily ever after, but um, basically Dale broke up with Claire over Instagram and allegedly, allegedly, you know, there was a couple of girls involved, some people he may have been cheating on her with, but Hey, I'm not speculating here that, um, but I just thought, you know, why not start there? You guys have any takes on that? I mean, that's why you don't get engaged in, what, three weeks? I mean, it's not really rocket science. You don't know the person in three weeks. You only can know so much in in a year, let alone three weeks. So not too surprised that blew up. She always struck me as crazy. I think uh, she's been engaged two or three times now. So this really? is her first row. Probably oh, not her last. yeah. Right. Um, she's, she's had a few like, Bachelor Nation um, engagements. Yeah. I, I wonder where this takes her now. She's a big um, always show up girl. And so I wouldn't be surprised if she's like, I'm not giving up on love, you know, but I, I do believe her bachelor run specifically is over at this point. There's, there's no way that she can continue. So there's no way she can bring herself back to bachelor nation in any capacity. She's got, she might have to do it the old fashioned way. You know, she might have to really figure it out on her own and be like, listen, maybe try a date nap or two. She's famous enough to be on Raya at this point, I would think. So may, maybe go that route. For those Apparently that hinges watch- popping off. I think she's going to go back to that. Uh, who was that big dude that was just madly in love with her? 
who like left when she left because he just couldn't do it. I don't think there was any dude like that. I think I think there was a few guys. There was who one was, guy. All, he was all worked up. He's a little football player. Was it the be, Canadian dude? I believe so. I, I I can look it up. I can fact check it while we're going on. But that dude was in love with her. He was the one that was like crying when she left and said, "Right, like, yeah, can't I do can it. see that. That'd be some fairy tale ending type shit." But you know, who knows how long that would last? Let's be realistic now. Yeah, probably not that long. Probably not. Definitely not. Um. Okay. Anything else from Bachelor World that we want to address before we get into the actual episode? I'm good. All right. Bet, bet, bet. So let's dive on in then. So this episode um, kind of starts with the girls in the waiting room. Uh, we're just in the general room, kind of chatting it up, um, kind of talking about Sarah just left, obviously. I don't know what timing looks like at that point, but Sarah's gone. Um, the girls are really just still taking shots at a girl who can't even defend herself. Not like she was defending herself before, but definitely not defending herself now. And, you know, Victoria, always leading the pack when it comes to this type of shit, is instigating shit, talking talking all sorts of shit. And Katie, you know, basically tells her to shut the fuck up. And it's one of those things where I saw it on Twitter immediately. And it was kind of at the end of that last episode as well, where Katie's becoming this hero. And I just have to say it. I don't care how many enemies this makes me. Katie's not the fucking hero. She was talking shit on Sarah to begin with as well. And just because you fucking try to flip side and be like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. You ain't a hero. You was right there with her in the midst of things, in the thick of, the, in the thick of mud. You know what I'm she saying? She was out there throwing stones. Facts. Facts. I mean, she was the one that was sitting over the couch when they were talking. I mean. Right, right. She, she's not like that nice of a person, but because she has some inside scoop like, I mean, when someone tells you that they're leaving because their dad's terminally ill and you feel bad for that person, you should feel bad for them. You're not you're not a nice person because of that. That's you're just a normal be, human. Yeah, that's that's human emotions at that point. You, you can't you can't argue with that. It's it was it's ridiculous how everyone's making her out to be this uh, the shining armor type of person where she's just that's just not what she's about. Um, and then and then we kind of have this transition to a group date, um, which. I'm not even sure. What, what was this first group date? Was it Hold on, Brian. I, I apologize for interrupting you. I think there's something we have to mention before we go into the group date. What Victoria quote unquote says, the trash took itself out when Sarah left. And I thought that was hilarious. Victoria, do you agree with the rest of America and dislike her now? Or okay, still- well, okay, so... Victoria is still, I, I still am behind her. I still think she's great for multiple reasons. She is objectively wrong in everything she says, but I appreciate the woman for being straight up, clearing the air as it needs to be, and just flat out, you know, not what I always say, not being passive and not bottling things up. Yeah, she doesn't bottle anything up, that's for sure. <laughs> I like Victoria. I think I think she's a real person, and I think um, there should be more people like her. Um, I I have to I, I I went back and forth on this Victoria ship, and there was a point where I was like, okay, I can respect the fact that she speaks her mind. She speaks for the girls. Um, a lot of these girls can't really say much or don't want to. They don't want to rock the boat. Victoria obviously doesn't give a fuck. Um, but as we'll probably address later with this whole Britney situation, I, I completely flipped and 
Victoria's a monster. She is a monster. She is a monster. She is a monster. I'm not going to lie. The things she does say do not sit well with me whatsoever. I think she, she says really horrible and aggressive things, but I do appreciate her authenticity. I'm just going to go out there and say it. And I think that that's something that all of us value. We all value authentic people, don't we? Yes, but... I mean, I don't value mean people. She, she's, she's just, just an asshole. Okay, she kind straight of the, up is mean, yeah. There's a lot of people just saying online that she's just a planted actor. Like, there's no way someone's this delusional, this mean. I, mean, I agree. Doing that it that for makes beauty. sense. We're talking about it. We're talking about it right now. They're accomplishing what they want to accomplish. Absolutely. Yeah. She, she's creating the buzz. She, at this point, is the buzz. And it's, listen, like I said before, the producers have something on Matt or Matt just didn't even really know she's still there. Or there's some combination of where they are forcing her to be there. There is no reason for her to still be on this show. And I am just now I'm just curious to see how long she how long she goes, because there comes a point where Matt's like, there are just other girls I would rather talk to. Right. Because it's not like she just sits there and is just in the corner, doesn't talk to him or try to take up his time. She's out there actively engaging. And I'm like, there's for, from his perspective, he's got to be like, these are wasted minutes on this Victoria chick. And I could be talking to Bree, Sarah, Matt, 20 other chicks who are significantly better than her. That's true. No, no, no. I, you know what? I, I'm going to, I will say, I, I do want to clarify I think what she says is absolutely horrible. And I really dislike the things she says. I just do like, uh, like I said, you know, being clear and getting things out in the air and like expressing your feelings. I think that's healthy, especially if you're living in a household with a bunch of people. I think it's a healthy thing to do. But you know what? You guys are right in the sense that the things she says are mean. She called Brittany a slore combination of stuff quote unquote slut and whore and honestly like just looking at my notes right now that's something i can't stand behind the fact that abc is airing these things is absolutely ludicrous to me and um she just like i'm, I'm reading the quote unquote that i have on her and she just literally calls people random ass hoes and she's just absolutely disrespectful so i don't know boys now that i'm looking at my notes I've, i i i like i said i like that she can be open and honest, but I do not agree with the things she says. I think she's a monster. But hey, I like the authenticity. Mixed feelings, okay. mixed feelings. Mixed feelings across the board from our guy, Kevin, but it is what it is. Um, so let's move on to this first group date, uh, which also jam-packed episode. We had three group dates and a one-on-one, -on -one, which is, especially what's coming from last episode, we had, we had, a, we had a lot of action. Um, so with this first one, which I can't, not as flat out, can't remember what the group day was. I just remember that Chelsea got the, the rose. Um, was it, what the fuck did they do? Was it just a cocktail party? Or was it just like a party thing? Or did they actually like have an, uh... I think they were just at a park. The, and, and then it was... the short lived boxing match that Matt canceled. No, that was the last one. The boxing match was the last. That was the second group date of the episode. No, no, no. The second group day was the obstacle course thing. The squirrel thing. That's true. And the, and the wrong thing. The first one, I think, was just like, I think they were just hanging out. Hey, can we talk about what a great job Chelsea did on that date, though? Oh, yeah. That was phenomenal. I, I think um, being, being an African-American, being a person of color, like, it 
what she said and how she said it um, and kind of talking for people who don't necessarily have that platform or um, that camera time, especially in a show like uh, The Bachelor and The Bachelor Nation um, was meaningful and it meant a lot. So I, I respected the hell out of her for doing that and what her hair means to her and everything she kind of expressed there. I, I think that was a great rose that she got. Um, and I think that was well-deserved. I'm, I'm trying to think about who else standed out in that or who else stood out Michelle in that episode. Michelle was very, very aware and had an awesome conversation. It's really skyrocketed to a front runner, in my opinion. M Michelle or wait, Michelle, the one who had the one-on-one? Yes, yes. When she, and she talked a lot about social injustice and, and her impact being in Minnesota and being a teacher. Oh, and absolutely. I think that opened a lot of eyes and I think it's really relevant and a lot of people don't don't like being educated in that or well, I don't say don't like, but maybe aren't as educated in the in that type of stuff. So mm -hmm. getting in a dose of reality TV and in, in a show where you might not expect it, I think is, is really cool. Right. And it's one of those things where they've had this history of trying to be in a bubble, right? Where they, you know, where it's about Bachelor, whatever, whatever's going on that island or wherever they're at, and kind of just making it about the Bachelor slash Bachelorette and their contestants, where now, obviously, there's been so much that's happened in 2020 and even starting in 2021. And especially COVID just being the looming, you know, cloud around the entire season, it's, it's, it's really impossible to um, not discuss and then to be able to bring it forth and have that discussion. And Matt is, I don't know how much you guys know about Matt before The Bachelor, but he has this like, I think it's called like ABC food tours or something of that nature where he goes to um, uh, underprivileged communities and helps and, and does different activities with communities and groups. And so I think that definitely resonated with him. And yeah, she's her, she skyrocketed for me at this point. We'll definitely get onto that one-on-one, -on -one, but yeah, Michelle's definitely going to be a name to remember. Yeah. Are you going to uh, pull Kevin, redo your top four? Listen, listen, I'm not saying all that. I'm not saying all that. I'm just saying you, you can't account for the fact of five new girls. Yeah. I, I was actually going to unironically suggest that we should be able to swap out our, our options again. Kevin, because Michelle is a front runner in my opinion now. My guy, my because guy. Michelle is a front runner in my opinion now. There comes a point where you personally just run run out of um, swaps and run out of changes and all this stuff because you, you've literally had one every episode at this point. I haven't had any, so I'm, I'm, I just want to leave that out there. I haven't had any swaps, and all my girls are still here. I don't know how many originally of your girls, Kevin, are still here, but we won't talk about that. Okay. Um, but that, that'll be a conversation for later when we're talking about uh, those top fours. Um, I do, I do want to clear something in the air, though, if it's all right with you, gentlemen. Let's hear it. Okay, so I couldn't help but notice that immediately after Matt and Chelsea kissed at the group date, Matt gave her the rose. Are kisses correlated with getting a rose? I know I'm a new timer yeah. to, the, to The Bachelor, but... It seems like after he kisses a girl, he gives them a rose. I mean, Matt makes out with everyone. Yeah, I think he's probably this probably kissed everyone. A lot of it's air time. I mean, you don't get to see it all, but if, I don't know. I, I would venture, yeah, I would venture to say that if he hasn't kissed you at this point, you're going home. If, okay. if you haven't gotten a kiss, and Brittany, who's been here for three days, um, has gotten the most tongue action um, I've ever seen, probably on TV, uh, you're you're probably going home. So yeah, I think I would I think it's safe to say that he's probably kissed 90% of these girls. 
And I don't, I personally don't believe there's a correlation with that with the Rose. I think he knew going into that conversation with Chelsea and kind of the way she put herself out there that she was getting that Rose. Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely great. Um, I can't imagine how hard it is to open up about an insecurity like that. So I think that it was definitely a meaningful uh, conversation and there was definitely um, emotion there. So it was good. Okay. So moving on to the cocktail party, which I would say um, is probably the biggest uh, single event of the show. And the cocktail party is where, you know, after they have their group date or whatever, um, the new girls come in. So we can introduce, I hate to say it. I know there was five new girls. I only know three of them. Um, so I'm really just going to talk about the three of them that are still here. Um, so we get introduced to three new girls. Brittany, uh, who comes in first, comes in hot, talking about making up for lost time. And I was looking back at that, at just research purposes, obviously, not just trying to see Brittany. Um, she takes his mouth and literally assaults him. I, 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 hate, I don't use that word lightly, but her tongue, her teeth, her lips, she just literally took everything she had and slammed it against his face. It was the most aggressive makeout I have seen in a very long time. Um, I, I just had to, I had to say that. So we, we see Brittany coming out with that, making her place known, letting everyone know what the fuck she's about. Um, and then we have Michelle, who, as we have all talked about, probably a front runner. I, that transition from Brittany to Michelle, I noticed the music changed, the whole atmosphere kind of changed, this whole vibe changed. He was like, whoa, this, this, this one different. And I was like, yeah, the producers are setting this up well um, because there was definitely sparks there and she needs to freaking assault his face to let that shit be known. Michelle said, it's so nice to see you way too many times though. Yeah. Especially Red flag. Just met. I, I don't know how it's so nice to see you, but- um, Exactly. Um, also, when Brittany comes into the house, the tension was palpable between the girls and Brittany. I mean, absolutely palpable. I, I mean, Brittany came in with just flames around her, just ready to start fires. She, she didn't really give a fuck at all. I think in that whole week of her quarantine or however long they have in quarantine before they meet them, I think she was just scheming on how to figure out what the hell she was going to say to these girls to, to make her mark. Because I think she was seeing that Victoria was getting too much screen time. She was like, eh, Victoria ain't the one. Yeah. I mean, she comes in right away and says they saved the best for last. Yeah, she was, just, she was coming back. Gotta... That was pretty savage. I'm not going to lie, boys. quick with it. Victoria was, <laughs> Victoria was tongue-tied for the, the first of about three times that she was tongue-tied this episode, which love to see that. Absolutely love to see that. And then we have Miss Puerto Rico. Uh, Catalina, I think is her name. I apologize. Catalina is her name. If I'm yep. not pronouncing it right. Um, we see someone come in with the real crown, uh, a, a real queen who's who's deserved it. And to be honest, I think she only made it because she was Miss Puerto Rico or whatever. She's, I don't think she's making it past next round, um, but that's neither here nor there. And Victoria sees that crown, immediately starts beef. T snatches it right off her She head. literally snatched it off her head. Thing I've ever seen that, was wild. that was a also, wild move. I have a bone to pick with Catalina. Well, let's hear it. Might be a hot take, but honestly, you guys know I call it how it is. That's what we're here for. Well, first of all, I do want to address how her pickup line, probably the worst pickup line I've ever heard, was, I was Miss Puerto Rico universe, but now I'm here to be the queen of your universe. 
horrible pickup line in my personal opinion. But the real bone that I want to pick with her is I think it's so I did some backup research. Miss Catalina actually won the Miss Puerto Rico universe back in 2015. And boys, it's 2021. I think it's time for her to close that yearbook and, you know, introduce herself as something else. That was a long time ago. Like, yeah, I was on the tennis team in my high school. I was varsity player by my senior year, you know, but hey, I don't introduce myself like that to people. Yeah. I mean, I've heard you introduce yourself to someone like that as recently as three weeks ago. Oh. Rudy, that's disrespectful. Face exposed in a matter of seconds. <laughs> this is this is a tough look for, for you, Kevin. Um, but but I agree. For real though, you guys agree, right? She should close the yearbook by now. Like, come on. I, I did I mean, the research. That's also something I think you want to say to stick out. I mean, now there's what, one a year? So anyways, agree to disagree, Rudy. No, I definitely, I definitely get that. Um, I, I understand both sides of that where it's, yeah, you definitely gotta stick out somehow. And being Miss Universe, being Miss Country, being whatever, you'll do it that way. People forget, Miss Hannah Brown was like Miss Alabama or whatever, and she was trying to hang on that for an entire season. We got a whole Miss Puerto Rico here. So um, yeah, I, what's, what's the cutoff? What do you think the cutoff is for that thing, Kevin? What th- three years? I was I was gonna say I was gonna say three years, like max, max four. But like, dude, it's been six years. Mm-hmm. Like I, she needs to close that yearbook. No, yeah, there's there's definitely like it's it's been almost a decade, right? Well, like, come on now. Well, 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 no, well, well, no. It's it's it hasn't been almost a decade. Uh, um, I don't want your definition. Of you know, closer. Half, water bottle half empty. Water bottle half closed, bro. Uh, okay, okay, fair enough, Kevin. We'll let that. We'll let that say. We'll let six years be uh, almost a decade. Yep, we'll we'll, we'll push that agenda. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's a solid argument for that. Um, but yeah, these these girls came in, and I think I'm, I'm interested to see your guys' opinion on this. Do you think this is set in precedent? Then do you think? You know, we saw it with um, Tasha in terms of, you know, Tasha came on and had a bunch of new guys, but there was obviously a lot of different things going on with that clear leaving, all that sort of stuff. Do you think they're now setting precedent, though? Matt's been here the whole time, no issues to where, you know, a mass exodus of girls leave. Are seasons going forward going to have this to where, you know, three, four um, episodes in, we see another group of girls or guys? That's a good, that's a good question, Brian. I personally think that there might've not been enough drama. Uh, I mean, considering that there was a full episode based off of Sarah in itself, that maybe there just wasn't enough going on that they just needed to add that, add those pepperoncinis. I mean, I don't know at what point they decided they wanted to add people. Chris Harrison did say that it was due to the volume that girls applied for Matt's season. I don't know if that's to do with a lot of quarantine. Maybe people are just have a little bit more free time wanting to apply. I mean, they're all, I think, I think it was just to add drama. Uh, I think, I mean, clearly that's what, that's what their motive is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a numbers game, right? (laughs) The more girls you add, the more people you add. And it definitely did add drama. Added a lot of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Or this might be a hot take. There's been a lot of just hatred towards, not hatred, 
Uh, there's been a lot of people just calling this group of girls mean. So maybe the Bachelor cast just realized that these group of girls is kind of not the best type, best people. So uh, maybe you want to add some more options for Matt. Yeah, and but it's also kind of what you said initially, right, Rudy, in terms of how far in advance did they know they were adding these girls? It couldn't have been, you know, it couldn't have been episode two. They were like, ah, oh, shit, this isn't going right. We got to add these girls. Because like Brittany said, they, they quarantined for a week. So between and that, the yeah. girls, getting them out there, quarantining them, it, it, there's got to be some planning and, you know, time involved with that. Well, yeah, because that Anna girl said like five times that she was told to watch out for Brittany. Brittany was it, the new girl. Right. So I was confused that because how she wasn't on the initial cast. So how is she supposed to watch out for her? The math doesn't add up. The math doesn't add up for that. But I've got um, I've got a theory behind that that I want to address later. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very interesting that they're doing this, and I and I would not be surprised if they continue to do this going forward. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so after the cocktail party, we had the first rose ceremony, or I guess the only rose ceremony, which they're just starting not give a fuck about rose ceremony in terms of timing. They do that shit beginning episodes, middle episodes, end episodes. It should just fucking end with the end of the episodes. So we have some kind of closure, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but we have the rose ceremony where, <laughs> and it goes back to my initial argument in terms of there's drama and, you know, the producers work hard. But the fact that you have Serena C mm-hmm. and Victoria getting a rose, I don't give a fuck who's left. That is the most ridiculous shit I have ever seen in my life. There is no way my guy Matt is legitimately interested in both of those girls. Can't be. Serena so C's got to go. When you were saying if he's, if he's kissed all the girls, I don't know if he's kissed Serena C. You might not have. He, he really, I would bet money. I don't. I don't think we've seen it. At least I don't think it's been on TV. He may have off camera, but I yeah, I don't know if I've seen that on camera. That girl. That girl needs to go. She's pretty irrelevant in my opinion. I mean, and she's just there to talk shit and stuff the pot, and it's. She's not. She's literally not adding much more after that. It's, yeah, she adds no value. Zero value. It's it's actually wild that she's that she's definitely that she's still around at this point. I don't. You you know what's wild to me though, boys. During that rose ceremony, four out of the five new girls got roses. Yeah. It has literally been less than 24 hours. I was talking to some people uh, while watching it, and we kind of made an over-under bet in terms of the girl, in terms of new girls that would get roses. And I was very much on the stance. The line, if you guys were curious, was at two and a half. And I was very much under the impression that all of them were going to get a new rose. You can't have these girls come in, quarantine, do all the stuff they had to to get here, and it'd be like, nah, you out. You, you well, got Kim, hey, go ahead and keep your bags packed. Well, Kim <laughs> went well, home. Back out that fucking door. I'm not gonna lie, that must suck to be Kim. Yeah, who's there? Doing doing that quarantine, getting there, pretty much the world knowing that she only was there for 24 hours, mm. and then just going home. I feel bad for her, genuinely. Hey, listen, glass half full. She got a few free free meals though. That's those, true. Those free, those free meals and probably a few free drinks as well came in. That's true. I think about it that way. You're not wrong, Brian. But other than that, yeah, terrible situation to be in if I'm that girl. Couldn't think of her name. I had to really think about who you were talking about for a second. Um, but yeah, terrible situation. Any, yes. Oh, 
Anything else from anything else from uh, the cocktail party or from the rose ceremony? Um, no, I think that was that was it. Um, did you guys watch that TikTok? That I, honestly, I forget her name. She was so relevant to me. Uh, the girl that got dropped made a TikTok. I did see that. That was that was wild. Man, you got you got to stay relevant somehow. It's one of those. It's She's one of those. owning her owning that she belongs to the streets now, which is a little bold, but. Hey, I mean, hey. you got to keep that cloud somehow. Is what can I tell you? It's a little bit she has. She's got to do something with it. Hey, I, I respect the grind. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do to get on bit or some shit like that. Any update um, on Sarah? Has she has she posted more pics with G Easy or what's what's the word with her? No, nothing nothing about Sarah that I can think of. But um, Sarah's old news. We're over her. She's on to the next one. Um, so this next group date, we had this weird ass obstacle course, which a few memes were made out of. Um, you know, it was this obstacle course of them paddling through some water, doing some shit, the squirrel shit, and then um, I forgot the end of it. Uh, them jumping across some stuff, and then who ended up winning that? I think I believe it was Marie. Yeah, Marie Mara. Um, she got a um, she got a an award that what did that award say? It was something just off. It went over my head. Yeah, I can't think of what it said. I think it said like, oh, it was it was these nuts. It was a these nuts award. That's right. That's right. And and Chris said it so casually. I was like, oh, yeah, damn, Chris. I had, to, I had to rewind for a second and come back to that. Um, but yeah, I thought that was I thought that was pretty goofy how that happened. Um, I thought she was gonna get something better than that, like an exclusive one on one some sign with him. But um, still sleeper for me is Mari out there. I think I, th- I think she still makes it pretty far. Hey, uh, she's one of my final four. No, I respect that. Ben Higgins coming, that Bachelor Nation was mad. They really, everyone in their dog went that to be Tyler C. Um, I feel bad. I wanted to be Tyler C. Who, C, C, who am I kidding? Um, ben Higgins, that was pretty irrelevant for me. It kind of just made me mad. Almost could have been anybody else. But that's that's neither There's no way he goes this entire season without it. Yeah. I mean, the ratings they'll get from having a Tyler C, they've got to have incorporated that into it. That's, that's going to boost ratings out the wazoo for sure. For sure. Um, but on this group date, I believe this is where I think the biggest drama of the episode happened and where I, I had the most um, feelings about. I think this is where, you know, we saw all the previews on Anna talking about how um, there was an escort or a call girl or something. And basically, she goes around selling this to all the girls that Britney's an escort. Somehow, and this is where things get really hazy for me somehow she goes yeah i knew her from college uh, or i knew her in chicago um and you know there's a scene of girls who are hanging around all the, the you know the big ballers and all that type of stuff I, I, I lived in chicago for a second chicago isn't a goddamn small city there ain't no way you just casually know every group of girls and every group that's in chicago i don't know how she figured that information out but this is why i have to go back to the producers working hard the chances that they are able to have a girl who knew, who know each other both from the same city, especially a city the size of Chicago, is crazy to me. And the fact that that made drama in itself, if I'm Brittany and I find out that Anna's going around calling me an escort, I'm fighting on the spot. We throwing hands on the spot. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I, I liked Anna before, but I really dislike her now. That's just not something cool to make up, you know? Yeah. And I think Matt, I think Matt handled it in such an excellent way. Right. 
it, it just 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 one of those things where it was just like yeah this shit this shit um like this isn't this isn't a thing you essentially was like if you need to uh make people little for you to shine like i don't want that i don't want you in my life and um watching out for her and yeah dude like that's a serious like it's a strong accusation to make you know what i'm saying so i i, I yeah. don't like anna anymore i liked her a lot before but i do not anymore so i mean katie was saying in her little uh kind of snitching kind of bringing awareness uh speech with matt that i mean it could ruin someone's career i mean i don't know how many of these like i feel like a lot of these girls after bachelor their career is bachelor but Still, I mean, being called a call girl, I mean, it's got to hurt the reputation a little bit. Dude, imagine her family, her friends, everyone, especially if it's just absolutely false, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's messed up. No, absolutely. Would it be better or worse if it was true or false? Uh, I mean, I think both situations are not ideal. I, I, don't, I don't know what's better at that point. I mean... I, I, I guess I guess it was true, true. right yeah. I mean yeah. <laughs> honestly like, free oh, advertising yeah I mean goddamn. <laughs> I mean at least you know that's just I mean that it's a fact no one's no one's legitimately slandering your name but with the it's lie that's just flat out it's a it's a goddamn lie and you're on national tv exposing someone like that it's fucked it's it's big time fucked, so I don't yeah. know. That's fucked. Yeah, there's there's no way. It's just a straight up lie. Yeah, I mean, this is not even a question. It's definitely way better if it's true. I agree. Yeah, it's it's way better. It's not even close. It's 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 way better if it's true. Also, Katie, I just want to say real quick, I strongly dislike her now because I think that she is playing this oh i'm the hero oh i'm the good samaritan but she isn't i think she's doing that just for to, to show off to matt and be like hey i'm the good samaritan here uh, I, they're making fun of her like that's yeah. not cool people forget she was out there throwing stones at sarah people she was forget the and i'm fuck it i'm gonna bring it up i'm so goddamn petty i'm bringing it up every episode every time i see one tweet about goddamn katie being the good samaritan i'm bringing up how she through the no, maybe not the initial stone, but at least the second stone, she goddamn threw that. Katie One was of the right first there, sure. just, mm, 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 just throwing the bows. But I kind of dislike that more because she kind of stirs the pot and then flips her role. Like at least Victoria, I'm kind of agree with that. Here she's owning that she's mean and owning the bad person. You know, dude, that's or, what I'm saying. I respect the authenticity. Flip flop. I'm I'm gonna talk shit, but then I'm gonna flip and be this bigger person. Like can't be both. Can't do it. Can't do it. And so I, I guess there's some consistency there with um, uh, with uh, Victoria at the respect, but that's about it. That's about it. I'm not, I, I refuse to give her any more pros, um, but that it is what it is with that. Um, yeah. So, so Brittany, I'm glad she was able to address that um, and how that isn't, I guess, looming over her in the house at this point. We'll see if that resurfaces. Anna just not being able to like be like I'm sorry or anything. I don't think Anna even apologized. I think she was just like, "Thank you for having this conversation." What? But you just called me an escort on national TV. I'm about to get more than just the thank you for having this conversation. I thought that was I thought that was wild in itself. I was like, "You at least owe me a goddamn apology." But Anna was that, she was too above that. 
Um, but yeah, no, Anna's getting dragged now, rightfully so. I'm here for it. Yeah, not a big fan of Anna. Yeah. Um, and then through all that, we still ended up getting a, a group date rose, which ended up being Brie. And so I think this is her second individual rose. Um, obviously not through, you know, uh, a goddamn rose ceremony. And so I think that means a lot. She's she's the first person to get two individual roses. I think they, I think Matt Loki has chemistry with a lot of these girls. Um, but I think Bree's probably top three in terms of chemistry right now. Um, and I think, I, I mean, she's in my top four, but yeah, I think, I think Brittany definitely makes a top four and I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really strong of that opinion. I think there's a lot of things that's riding on them and um, she has a lot of potential with them or with him. Last group date with the boxing match. Um, as I was saying, those girls had no business fighting each other. Um, that whole thing was a setup. And I think Matt knew it from the jump. Well, not from the jump, but he kind of realized halfway through that this boxing match isn't worth it. There's just no reason to be doing this. These girls were just taking full on swings at the, each other. And as a lot of them mentioned, Victoria and Anna included, I couldn't imagine if any of the new girls were there. I think the producers actually saved lives by not having those new girls there. Chelsea apparently just refused to do it. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, she didn't fight. She apparently was like super anti-fighting in, in all senses of the word and just said, I'm not going to fight. So that's why MJ and Chelsea did not fight in it before um, it got canceled. Oh, I did not notice that. Hey, respect to Chelsea for, and also already having a rose at that point. I was, wait, she was, Chelsea was on that day, even though she had the one-on-one or even though she won that, even though she got a rose from that initial group date. I think there's a rose ceremony in between. Oh. Unless I'm getting wrong. Yeah, no, you're right, Rudy. You're right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. That's right. There was a fucking rose ceremony in between. See, that's why they just got to do this bitches at the end of the episode or at the beginning of the episode. I don't get goddamn confused. Okay, so middle of the episode, rose ceremony, reset type of shit. Oh, yeah, respect for Chelsea for just saying, fuck it. I'm just not going to participate in the group date. I will say those fights were intense. Absolute horrible technique. It was it was pretty painful to watch actually, in terms of like techniques of fighting, <laughs> but it was it was pretty intense. I will hand it to the uh, the sound effect guys. They made it sound like bones were literally snapping with those punches, and that just wasn't the case. So so you've had experience fighting, Kevin? I didn't... What's that? You you have experience fighting? I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know you knew about technique and boxing and any sort well, they of were, fighting in general. It, it literally looked like they were doing a doggy paddle swim at a recreational pool, but they were doing it on ground. They were just swinging their arms around. <laughs> I watched the Conor McGregor fight this weekend and like. Oh, you now, hey, now you're just a UFC expert. Now, now, honestly, Joe Rogan needs to have you on his podcast. Fuck Bachelor with Bros. You need to go to the Joe Rogan experience. Hey, shameless plug. Hey, Joe Rogan, if you hear me, uh, you know, I'll take a couple mil. Anyway, uh, yeah, interesting. I definitely technique was bad. There was a lot going on there. I'm glad it came to a halt pretty quickly. Um, but that, that was neither here nor there. Uh, anything else about that group day boxing? I didn't think there was much to really take from that from that group date no it was pretty pretty i think it was just like a time filler low-key um matt did say i was not expecting this to get out of hand i was not expecting this to happen yeah you were yeah you were 
I mean, there is flat out fighting. I don't know how, I don't know what all you're expecting to happen. Yeah. Did they have a cocktail party or some shit after? Did, was there a rose that came from that date? Uh, they had a cocktail party after. There wasn't a rose that came from the date, though, because it was just halted. Yeah. Okay. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. Um, so we did just skip over the one, the one-on-one that. Um, oh, with Matt Michelle. Had, that Matt had with Michelle. I think. Yeah, we- I think that that ruffled a lot of feathers. Um, and I think they addressed that, which was that was part of it, right? Um, a new girl coming in, getting one-on-one when. 50% of the girls haven't had much time to talk to him at all. And now that one-on-one's, you know, boosted her into a top five, top four category, just, just really by having a one-on-one. Um, so I thought that was funny to begin with, but the group date itself, I mean, it's the sparks. Am I right? Or am I wrong here? That, I felt like that was just chemistry out the jump. It was amazing. Um, yeah. When they just, said, he just sorry, felt- Randy, go ahead. He just felt stronger about her than so many of the other ones. I, I want to hear what you guys say, but I mean, it was just, it was just different. Something that really stuck out to me was when they both in unison said that they wanted three kids together. That was great. That was wild. It goes back to, back to that shared values theory. You know, um, once you got the shared values, those that's, that's what strong relationships are built upon. And the fact that they can agree on having three kids together is coincidental but pretty crazy in my opinion oh absolutely i mean because i think like the common or the average in terms of i'm absolutely pulling this out of my ass but i think those surveys and the averages that people say i think they say like two and four is usually the typical answer that people give when it comes to family size and kids and so for them to both say three like you said that's mm, that's that's something that definitely has to count for something that in itself Uh, yeah absolutely brian they also were, are both former athletes. Um, like you guys mentioned, they had great chemistry. They bonded on, you know, both dedicating their lives to service, Matt doing it through food tours, Michelle doing it through being a teacher and educating uh, the, you know, the up and coming generations of the U.S. And um, you know what, guys, for the first time ever, once they were on that hot air balloon, for the first time ever, there wasn't an awkward approach on behalf of Matt when he went in for a kiss. It literally, it looked natural for the first time ever. Hmm. Also, eyes were closed and the hey, kiss one. was passionate as hell. Hey, we're supposed to be keeping a running tally of how many girls he was keeping, he was kissing with the eyes closed. And- That's the second one. Really? Yeah. And, and yo, you guys know that that means he's into her. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, he said that explicitly. Listen, all that to say, they had a great, they had a great day. He acknowledged that. She acknowledged that. I think she makes it to hometowns, but I, there's something in me that's telling me she won't make the fantasy suites. I, I just feel like he's gonna find three other girls that'll make the fantasy suites, and she won't, she won't make it. I, I think from a chemistry perspective, this might be recency bias. I think they have, I think they have the best chemistry right now, but. I don't think she wins, and, but if she doesn't, though, I think she has a very good um, resume and argument for being the next Bachelorette. I think she's already, I think she's already put herself in that position, only being here for a week. I could see that happening. Yeah, I'm, good take. I, I, I feel like if she makes the hometowns, I don't know. I feel like 
she's so likable, even just in a short amount of time. I can see her making making a push to be in the final two, final three. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But yeah, great, great one-on-one date. I think the best one-on-one date we've seen so far. I agree. I mean, I can't, I'm only can think of, I can only recall Serena P and Sarah, who would not be mentioned. Sarah was about to get that Voldemort status here in a second. Um, but the one that shall not be named. Correct. Uh, that is what she's going for. Uh, that's what she's being called going forward. Um, but yeah, I would I would say this is definitely the best one-on-one date we've seen so far. And hopefully, you know, they keep going up from here. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to see more personality from Matt going forward. There's obviously when these shows get released, you see a lot of social media and them tweeting along with it, or, you know, even with the TikTok craze, he was crazy on TikTok before. And I feel like he's had so much more personality actually outside of the show um, that it's, it's crazy that either the producers and Bachelor is doing him an injustice and not showing him, not showing his personality or, or I don't know what else it is. He, he was scared of the lights, but he just still doesn't really seem to have a personality to me on the show, but on social media, he looks like he actually has a full on personality to someone who's more likable than just, you know, being attractive or whatever. Have you guys noticed that? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't follow him on any social medias or have seen his presence on social media. But this is in, a, in accordance of what you're saying. I feel like he definitely on the show does not have anything special about him besides being ripped. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it goes back to one of those things where there's probably so much stuff that happens off camera, right? Like the, they, they, can't, they can't obviously... Um, show everything that happens within their hour 20 time slot. So I'm assuming there's other stuff that he's doing to be more likable and more personable as a whole. But off of what the viewers are seeing, I ain't seeing it. I just, I'm just not seeing it. Um, so hopefully I think that- not having experience, I think, hurts him. I mean, obviously, all outside looking in, it just seems like such an awkward uh, environment almost. And not having any experience in being on The Bachelorette as a contestant, I mean, I think he's just a little shell-shocked. I will say one thing, boys. Matt's dancing is absolutely foul. Oh, good God almighty. He is awkward. He is gumpy. He needs to sit down. That 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 hurt everything in my fucking being. I mean... <laughs> I, I was speechless, and so was the music. There was, there was it, the fact that they couldn't give that man background music while he was doing his goddamn TikTok dances was so disrespectful. And the fact that Maggie was just sitting there and didn't say anything either, I couldn't. Oh my god! Maggie, honestly, probably the sweetest contestant, had nothing positive to say after that. I'm pretty sure she just said, "Oh." But she put him in a terrible situation. She's like, can you dance? And he's like, you can dance with me. And she's like, no. <laughs> that is facts, Rudy. That's correct. I'm not going to dance if I'm just going to dance by myself. With no hey, music. but at the end of the day, I would just say, well, I'm not dancing by myself. We'll let the producers cut this. What he did was disgusting. It was truly uncomfortable. Like, I was truly uncomfortable watching that. I felt really bad for him. I think that's the definition of cringe right there. That was the most 2021, 2020 shit I've ever seen, where his default was just to do TikTok dances. 
it, it was straight, he just renegade. I mean, it, it was grossing. He was breathing. He was out there trying to woe. It was, I mean, doing the renegade without music and then doing it with the lack of ability he has. No man should ever be doing that, especially not a killer. That's 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 the line thing I'll say about that. Never again. They exposed that a lot of them, and it was it was disrespectful. It was disrespectful. Hey, um, something I, I wanted to mention last time, Brian. What about last episode's hiccups? When he did the hiccups at the end of last episode. Yeah, I think they're just another uncomfortable thing. Yeah, I think every episode they're gonna end with just exposing him for something. I see that? Like those hiccups weren't real. They just weren't. I mean, they were for sure real. I mean, they're absolutely real. I mean, agree to disagree. I mean, you don't actually think he was faking hiccups that whole time, do you? The last one was the last one. The last couple. Very last hiccup he had. They sounded very different than the original. Interesting that you were dissecting that those hiccups like that. But um, something that, that I didn't really get a clear answer from you guys. So, is Katie actually a good Samaritan, no, she's or a snitch. what's going on with her? She's a fucking snitch. That's it. She 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 ends that episode terribly. Yeah, there's fucking beef in the house. Yeah, there's goddamn drama. Don't try to be above it and act like you were above it this whole time. Going back to the whole thing. This is my last time I'm gonna address it. She's not a goddamn good Samaritan. She's a goddamn second stone thrower. And she's a goddamn snitch. I am completely out on Katie. You just don't go to Matt. You know how that goes time and time again, where you're just like, oh my gosh, the girls, this specific girl, this specific girl. I don't want to hear it, Katie. I will admit she addressed it a little bit better than usual in terms of the way girls are just like, oh my gosh, this girl's blah, 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 blah. She was, she, she kind of used a blanket statement as in the house is doing this or this is what's going on. So that was better. But in my mind, snitch. I'm over. I'm done with her. Rudy, your take? Um, I think the same thing. You can't, you got, you got to pick a lane. If you want to be attacking other girls, I mean, I'm not condoning that, but at least Victoria owns up to it. You can't cast some stones and then go back on your word and try to be this hero. But everyone's eating it up. So I guess, I mean, her mission's accomplished. I see right through it. I'm with you guys. Um, either she's doing it to get to look like a good person for Matt, or that's her way of creating more drama and trying to be good with everyone. Uh, I see right through it. Okay, and with that, um, we're gonna wrap up a last segment here and we're gonna talk about our predictions. I kind of addressed mine up, up front in terms of, there's a lot of moving targets now, right? You know, we had we had four new girls, four stayed, or five new girls, four stayed. Um, I, think, I think we are allowed, I've decided this in the last 10 minutes. I think we are all allowed to make one change, one change to our final four hometown predictions. And, but we have to first start. And if you don't know, I apologize for putting you on the spot. We're gonna first address our last four, um, figure out kind of where they stand, if they're still here, but yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, do our one change redraft. Kevin, how about you start us off? Okay, um, just give me a second. Go like, up real quick. Like, all right, Rudy, let's take it. Kevin's not prepared. I put him on the spot. I apologize. All right, I'm staying with Abigail. Uh, I feel like she's hard to dislike. Uh, she kind of stays out of all the drama. I think it's going to benefit her. 
Uh, I'm replacing Sarah with Michelle. Uh, obviously, Sarah's already gone, and I think Michelle's going to uh, really come in and steal a lot of a lot of heart here. Then I had Serena P. I can still see her going far. And are we allowed to change it, or do we only change one? You're only allowed to change one. So you, okay, you my fourth, my fourth MJ. Um, unless she gets some meaningful time really quickly, I think she's going to be out. But I'll stand by my fourth of MJ. Okay, so we've got. MJ, Serena P, uh, who had who had a one-on-one last week or two weeks ago. And then we have Michelle, who replaced Sarah, who's gone. And then your fourth was Abigail. So you still yeah. have four girls who are still here. I would agree with those four in terms of, I think all those are, have a strong push. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. All right, Kevin, are you, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, so I, um, as of last episode, had Abigail, Serena P, Marie, and Rachel. I think that I'm going to have to swap out. (sighs) This is a tough one, but I think I'm going to have to swap out Abigail and put Michelle in there. I think all of those five women that I just mentioned are in good standing and all have a good opportunity to make it. But um, I think that connection with Michelle that we saw on the one-on-one date is just absolutely undeniable, remarkable first date. And I really do see her getting there far. Um, don't think, don't know if she'll win, but I definitely think she'll, she'll make it to the final four. So, and Abigail, she just, she doesn't have it anymore. In my opinion, she's getting, it seems like she's getting less and less camera time with each and every episode. She's a sweet girl. Amazing. But you know, Matt seems uninterested. Serena P, another undeniable emotional connection with Matt. Marie, there's something about her. She's the sleeper. She's always been the sleeper, in my opinion. I like rooting for her. And uh, she did win the award at that group date, which, you know, brownie points. And Rachel, you know, I got to stick with my call her maybe girl. Um, Matt, Matt roots for her. Matt shoots for her. So I'll I'll stick with them. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of overlap here, boys, which hopefully, you know, that means that, you know, these girls in some form or fashion or combination actually get down to this final four. So my final four um, with my honorable mention that I will absolutely mention is MJ, Abigail, Mari, Rachel, and then my honorable mention of Kit, which that is an honorable, definitely an honorable mention. She's not making it very far. She's, she's becoming... A, a, a high class villain at this point so we'll see how that goes and in terms of who I'm gonna drop and I will acknowledge um I'm the only one with all four of their girls still here um who hadn't changed the original four just want to throw that out there um but in terms of who I'm gonna change I think it's gonna come and bite me in the ass but I think I want to take MJ out um yeah, I, I think she's I think she's a great girl. I think she has a lot going for her. I definitely see her in Bachelor in Paradise. Um, but I can't see her making Final Four at this point. I think I think Rachel will I think Rachel will still make it. I think there's something going on between her and Matt that's that you just can't deny from a chemistry standpoint. Um, Mari, like kind of what you said, Kevin, she's a sleeper. She's 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 just gonna be there. She's gonna she's gonna make it to the final four. People are gonna be like, how the hell is she still here? Abigail, 
first connection, first, you know, first impression rose. Too easy, too easy for her to be there, right? Like she she has, I think she probably has one of the clearest paths to getting to um, hometowns. And so like all of you guys have said, I'm gonna take Michelle at this point and replace um, MJ with Michelle. So I'm gonna have Michelle, Abigail, Mari, and Rachel as my four. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely curious to see how this goes. I, I definitely think we'll probably have two of those girls that definitely make it between, you know, I think we have at least two girl overlap between the three of us. I think we'll see, we'll see two of those girls make it. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Any, any last words, any closing remarks, boys? Uh, I'm good. Um, I think we unpacked a lot, boys. And like always, it's been a real time. Rudy? I'm good. Um, I was just going to ask real quick. I know this is running a little long, but do you have a, do you have a winner? Give me one more episode. All right. That's fair. We'll, we'll circle back. Yep. I, I, yep. We'll circle back, circle back next week with a winner. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's, there's still, obviously there's still so much in the air. We've got, I don't know how many girls we're down to at this point, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I really don't know. Who knows? They might bring in more girls. <laughs> Who knows? They might bring in another three to five girls. That would there's no way. But that'd be absolutely crazy at this point. All bets are off if that'd be the case. Um, but yeah, one more week. I'll I'll have a legit prediction for you. Do you have one top of mind that you're willing to throw out? Uh, I'm I'll play the waiting game with you. I'll go one more week. Okay. What about you, Kevin? Um, you know what? I'm gonna have to play the waiting game as well. Okay, love it, love it. We'll yeah, give them something to come back to. You know, keep them on their toes a little bit. Absolutely. Well, it's been a pleasure, boys, and uh, until next time. Uh, All right, fellas. All right, peace.